Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 305, Frankenstein Underground. My name is Eric. I am Jason. Hello, Jason. <coughs> Hello, sir. How's it going? It's going okay. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 Happy, uh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Not, not, for us, not, not just yet. Yeah. And for the listener, I hope you had a good one. Yeah. 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 Isn't that weird? We're just like we're time travelers. Sort of. We're like Rick and Morty. We're, we are just <laughs> like Rick and Morty. Although we're both more like, uh, Rick right now. Cause we're, <laughs> we're both drinking. It's true. Yeah. And we both are just constantly drooling. Yeah. <laughs> and farting and belching. Yep. Yeah. Wubba lubba dub dub. Wubba lubba dub dub. Yeah, the new comic came out this week, by the way. It did. Yeah, I'm aware. Just put it in my file. Oh yes, I even chose the cooler cover. Hey, for it. Yeah. sweet. Which which uh, was the cool cover? Of this um, one? I forget what was happening on it, but it just like was weird and dark and crazy, and the okay. other one was a little more boring. So yeah. I put the cooler one in there. Sweet. Yeah. Good to have you on my side. Yeah. I try. <laughs> yeah. Rick and Morty. Pretty Rick good stuff. It is pretty good. We, stuff. we just watched a couple episodes. Yeah. Right, right before we. Started recording. Yeah. It's really fun. It's it's a great show. Yeah. It's fan-freaking-tastic, and now we'll, there's going to be like a year and a half wait until the next season starts. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Um, that's too bad. Yeah. Eh. It's worth it. Yeah. And there's other stuff. There is it's other not, stuff. It's not like we're just like, we watch Rick and Morty, and when it's not on, we just stare at a wall. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least we mill around and... We <laughs> pretend like we're, we busy ourselves with other things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like comics. Like we read, read comics. We do read the occasional comic book. I know yeah. I read one today. Yeah, what'd you want? Uh, Frankenstein Underground. Frankenstein Underground, yeah. yes. Yes. <clears throat> now, is this our first underground comic we've ever done? Oh, probably not. Is it, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to pick an underground comic for right. the show. Did we did your friend's book that one time? That's kind of underground. Oh yeah, uh, the Ken Mentor's book. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. I was just I was just coloring a comic for him late yesterday. Weird. Yeah. With crayons. With digital crayons. Wow. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Look at you go. I am trying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like I like Ken Mentor. I know you do. Um, but he didn't do Frankenstein Underground. He did not. I'm just saying that might might be considered an underground comic. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's like small press, like way small press. Yeah. Um, but th- this is actually, ironically, not an underground comic. Even though it says so in the title. I know, right? I was really pissed. That is how they trick you. Yeah, Dark Horse <laughs> is the man keeping us down. Yep. Michael Richardson <laughs> just fucking us all over. Hmm. Is that, that, did I get that right? I think it's still the publisher. Yeah. 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 Michael Richardson. Yep. Mike. Mike Richardson. No. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. From the pages of Hellboy. From the pages of Hellboy. That is what this is from. Yeah. This is a Hellboy spinoff. Yeah. Kinda. Is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hellboy makes a one-panel cameo appearance. He does indeed. 
As as does a Lobster Johnson poster. I know. Which yeah. I didn't notice the first time I read it, but I noticed the second time I read it. I noticed it the first time I read it. You, well, you pay more attention. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty damn observant. Yeah. It is the one thing everybody says about yeah, me. Right? Like how observant he is. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, the, there was a graphic novel that came out a couple years ago. A uh, Hellboy graphic novel that... Uh, Took me about five minutes to read, and uh, Frankenstein was in that one. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I let you borrow it, didn't I? I don't know. I don't. I don't know which one was it. I don't remember the name of it. I don't think I've read any Hellboy in years. Uh, Other than I've read those one shots, like the Richard Corbin and uh, Kevin Nolan one shots, but I don't think I've read any actual series in a while. Well, this is not a series. It was a graphic novel, which is like a one shot, right? But it was more expensive. I, yeah, I don't think I read it. It was, it was oh, yeah. hard. No, I let you borrow it. Uh, maybe you let me borrow it. No, I'm pretty sure you read it. Really? What? Yeah. Because we both came away with the same conclusion, was that uh, that was really quick to read. Maybe it was so quick to read that I, I feel like it was one of the one-shot issues that I read. It, it basically was a one-shot issue. But it was a thick book. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was okay. just hardcover. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay, I, I do think I've read that. I was thinking, like, it was Hellboy in the Hell or something. No, no, it was an actual graphic novel. Hmm. Like, like a one-shot deal. Wow. Uh, it, it, uh, but it was, like, 20 pages or something. It was not very long at all. Yeah. yeah. And it was a hardback. Huh. So, not worth the money. Right. D- despite my love of, of a Mike Mignola. Maybe he needed a little extra cash that Christmas. Could be, could be. I mean, it was a fine story, if I remember it, which I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I read it, and I remember enjoying it, but also, it took me literally, like, ten minutes to read it, because most of it was silent, and, I mean, you know, yeah, you can just sit and stare at a page of Mike Mignola art. Oh, hell yeah, you can. Right. But, you know, when you're actually, like, you know, reading for uh, story purposes... Mm-hmm. And not just uh, gazing at the the line right, work, right, you yeah. know. It's 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 a quick read. Yeah. But I believe Frankenstein was in I, that. that See, uh, I can't remember that. The 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 panel in which Hellboy cameos in this book is is from that. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, because yeah, there's a scene like a montage, if you will, yes. where Frankenstein is um, performing various tricks and feats that he's been, you know, forced to do. Right. Like boxing against Hellboy is one of them. Yep. And, uh, cause yeah, I guess he's kind of like sold around as a freak for a long, long time. Yep. Yeah, I, I gotta say, this is the most likable incarnation of Frankenstein I think I've ever read. He's like, pretty likable. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. relatable and like, yeah. He seems nice. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. But it, it's not like overly, like, you know, he's not like so put upon that, that you're like, uh, it's just heavy handed, you know? Right, like, right. He's just like, you know, seems like a, a good guy. A good guy. Yeah, he's just had a rough life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, well, I will say that uh, out of all the Frankenstein-related stuff that uh, you have picked for this show, this is the best one. <laughs> have I picked more than one other thing? Uh, More than one other thing? I, I, no. I know I did the cartoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this was much more enjoyable. Uh, that is to which I am solely referring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, that was terrible. See, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Google that. There was a Frankenstein cartoon we reviewed a couple of years ago yep. that I remembered from my childhood being awesome. Right. And I misremembered things. Yep. 
Go listen to our review. Yeah. We shit on that movie a lot. It's, it's, it's worth shitting on. Yep. It's awful. It's not worth watching, though. Yeah. And Frankenstein and that, not likable. No. No. Oh, yeah. Could I also go ahead and just get this out of the way? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I know that it is Frankenstein's monster, <laughs> and his name is not actually Frankenstein. Right. We know that. Get the fuck over yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna call him Frankenstein. Yeah, it's called shorthand. Yeah, right. Yeah, I you know like I realized that too. But like growing up when I was a kid, it's Frankenstein. Frankenstein was Frankenstein, right? So you know what? To me, he's Frankenstein. Exactly. He's his dad was also Frankenstein, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, he's an intelligent creature. He probably took a name, and his last name would be Frankenstein, right? Because yeah. Frankenstein was his dad, right? Basically. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, go fuck yourselves, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were saying that specifically for Joe. Does he correct you a lot? Uh, well, uh, he did. <laughs> uh, when I, when I mentioned that this is the book that we were going to be reviewing, mm-hmm. I believe you were there when he did it. I can't even remember that. Yeah, that was like three days ago, yeah. so uh, understandable. <laughs> I, I might have not been paying attention. Probably not. Yeah. You, you were looking at some uh, some sweet Silver Age comic books. Oh, I do get distracted by Silver Age comics. Yes. Uh, but also, in general, uh, yeah, we know. Uh, fuck off. Right. <laughs> I, I like calling him Frankenstein. I don't like calling him Frankenstein's monster. It's it's a mouthful. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and Frankenstein just sounds a lot cooler. Right? So Yeah. We get it. He's mm. Frankenstein's monster, or the creature, or whatever, but uh, we're just going to call him Frankenstein. Yeah. Because uh, that's what you grow up doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if, what if we were, like, like one of the characters in the story, what if we were, you know, we grew up thinking the Earth was hollow and there was a... Uh, you mean Neil Adams? Yeah. Yeah. This is Neil Adams' Frankenstein. <laughs> Yeah, but then you know we would want someone to correct us. Then if, that's true, you know, right? So, so Except, I guess, you know that the the Earth was hollow, and that's they true. Did discover an entire civilization. Neil Adams was right this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is a lot going on in this comic. Yes, there. Like, is. like it's not just a story about hey, this creature called Frankenstein's monster is walking around. <laughs> like that's that's so not. All of what's going on at all. Nope. That, that uh, I would say is the least of what yeah. is happening. He's kind of like, he, he's kind of the straight man in this book. Yep. Like he's, he's the, like, the character from, from whose viewpoint you see all this crazy stuff. Right. Which is pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy that you're relating to Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> <laughs> you just called him Frankenstein's monster. I know. Okay. I forced myself yeah. to say it. <laughs> But yeah, it is weird, isn't it, that that is, like, yeah. the normal character in this book. Yep. Because, uh, again, he's uh, he's an okay guy. He's a bit of a murderer. But well, for, normally in self-defense. Usually. Yeah. It, it uh, does touch upon uh, the, the original novel a little bit. Yeah, there's, like, a couple of panels, I think, that are, like, just a scene from the, the book where he's talking to his, his creator. Right. Uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, gosh, I, I know it. It's Frankenstein's creator. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember his name. I always just, when I was a kid, I just called him 
um, scientist guy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> there was Frankenstein, who was the monster. Right. And then there was scientist guy. Yeah. Who threw the he, lever. Right, he makes the monster. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I really liked this book. Quite. I did as well. It was so cool. It was like weird, dark poetry. Like, it was just so strange, but like not in a, you know, not in a like un, un, incomprehensible way. No, yeah. Just like all kinds of like weird, moody, crazy characters and it was really neat. I yeah, liked it a lot. It's, uh, I mean, you know, it is a Hellboy spinoff of sorts and then it is written by Mike McNola. And, uh, it definitely reads like just a crazy Hellboy story, but yeah. instead of Hellboy, it's Frankenstein. Yeah, 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 very much so. Yeah. But, like, it, it almost has, like, he has different motivations probably than Hellboy does. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, Hellboy, his motivation mostly is just, uh, you know. It's his job. It's his job, yeah. yeah. Frankenstein is, is on the run. He, he's being hunted by people who fear and don't understand him. And he doesn't really care if he lives or dies. He uh, mostly just wants to die. Yeah, right. He, he has lived for a very long time and uh, mostly is just uh, oh, feared he's, and hated. He's been yeah treated poorly. He, he's either hated and feared or when people embrace him, it's to exploit him and misuse him. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's not too, none, none too happier no. with, his, uh, with his life. Yeah. Uh, and it, uh, it opens up with him, uh, on the run in, in, in the middle of the story. And he, he stumbles upon a witch who, uh, heals him. And, uh, then she, she winds up, uh, getting killed. Yeah. And, and he's really angry about that he because is, this was like his one new friend. Yep. Yeah. yeah. yeah she, she took him in and, and tried to help him and, and she dies, and so he freaks out and, and uh, starts screaming at God. And then suddenly uh, the floor of the cave he's in opens up, and he uh, falls down to hell. Yep. End of issue one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> End of issue one, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just goes from there, too. Right. Then uh, Neil Adams shows up <laughs> and uh, talks about his hollow earth theory. <laughs> So, uh, I just got a quick aside here, mm-hmm. uh, where we're joking about, uh, Neil Adams here, and then that's all fine and well, cause, cause, uh, it, I mean, let's make fun of the guy with the crackpot theory. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. And it's not like we're making fun of, like, some homeless man that lives down the road that no, has yeah. this crackpot theory. Neil Adams is doing all right. Yeah. He, he's, yeah. Yeah. He, he makes, like, Ten dollars per autograph. Yeah, he's doing okay. Oh, it's a little more than ten dollars. Is it? I believe it's thirty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he believes in the hollow earth. And he believes in the hollow earth. Yeah. Uh, but uh, before you showed up earlier today, I was I was watching uh, the the television program Arrow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there was an entire scene that took place where they mentioned the name Neil Adams. No less than seven times. Right? Yep. Was there a character named Neil Adams? Uh, there's an unseen character named Neil Adams. Uh, there, there is a, uh, uh, a new character in this season who, uh, is, uh, I guess supposed to eventually be Mr. Terrific. Okay. Uh, he's talking to, uh, one of the, the main supporting cast. And, uh, he's trying to guess who Green Arrow is. And he has decided that it's uh, some guy who works in the office whose uh, name happens to be Neil Adams. 
and then they say the name Neil Adams <laughs> over at least six over. more times after that. Yeah, and I hate that. Yeah, uh, fuck you, Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> You'd been doing so well for such a long time. Uh, maybe it's that other kid that works down at the copier, Denny O'Neill. Yeah, maybe it's maybe, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, sorry about that. So that was uh, just a little mini rant there. Yeah, it gets uh, it gets much worse. Don't yeah, worry. yeah. So uh, yeah, so so this uh, the the story takes place with uh, Frankenstein and uh, inside the Earth, and he meets. Uh, First, he's kind of enslaved. Yeah, for a moment, but then he has to. He also gets attacked by dinosaurs and a giant like golem style monster creature. Yep. And then, uh, then he meets, uh, uh, he meets the devil. Yeah. Who is just an, an American. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah, and there's, uh, there's, uh, a woman who can see visions of the future, right? She see future visions? The, the queen of the, whatever. Uh, maybe? She knows about the hollow earth. At yeah, least. yeah. Um, and the uh, the Virgin Mary, yeah, the Virgin Mary. There's zombies. <clears throat> there are zombies. Yeah, uh, uh, and none of this is spoilers because nope. none of this is like integral to like a plot twist. This nope. is just just stuff that happens. There's all kinds of craziness in this series. Yep. Uh, there are vampires of some sorts. Oh yeah, yeah. Like French vampires, little Cthulhu monsters. There, there's definitely some Cthulhu monsters. Uh, there is actually quite a Right around the time when the the Cthulhu monsters uh, show up, uh, as as the the story is explaining, actually ties in a lot to the the Hellboy mythology. Oh, does it? Like, okay. yeah, I, I recognized some stuff uh, having read uh, previous uh, Hellboy series. I, that's one thing I love about all the Hellboy stuff he's done is uh, it all does kind of tie in. Mm-hmm. And like, even though I haven't read, I'd say, well, I haven't read hardly any BPRD, but I haven't read. A chunk of the Hellboy stuff. Yeah. I'm impressed by just how little he like doles out the information and like, right. You know, and then like a a nice a nice pace. He's like revealing things yeah. over the years. Um, he's a, he's a very good writer. He is. He's an amazing artist too. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but he did not draw this one, unfortunately. He did the beautiful covers. He did the beautiful covers. And, and when I say unfortunately, I mean that only in the way that. Uh, this would have been even better had Mike Mignola also right. drawn it. Yeah. But to say that is to not put any slack on Ben Stein- Stenbeck? Stenbeck, yeah. I Stenbeck, think. The, the actual artist of this comic. He's great. He is pretty goddamn fantastic, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 But, and I'm sure he would even say himself, he's no Mike Mignola. Right. Right? Yeah. He, had, he did draw the Hellboy BPRD book that came out this week. Yeah. So I guess he does a lot of Hellboy stuff. Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, didn't he do the Witchfinder yeah, series? I believe yeah, so, I believe yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which apparently this is a spinoff of Witchfinder as well. Like it ties in. On the first issue in like the letters column, mm-hmm. I read it, I read the letters and they were like, you don't have to have read anything else to read this, but they're right. like, but if you want to read, you know, these two series, and I think one of them was a Witchfinder thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But- Edward, Sir Edward Grey, Witchfinder? Oh. Was that, oh. that the name? Um, I don't, I don't The remember. Vincent Price thing? Or? No, that was... 
something Hopkins, Hopkins Witchfinder General. Yeah, he was the Witchfinder General. Yeah. yeah. Not a terrible movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, not a terrible band. Yeah. Yep. Witchfinder? Witchfinder General. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, but what else about the story do you want to reveal? Because it's basically Frankenstein wandering around trying to figure out why he's doing, you know, why he's alive and right. what he should do. And yeah. And that's pretty much it. It is, it is pretty simple, like on the surface. Uh, it's just all the weird stuff that kind of yeah. gives it its flavor. There's some, yeah, there's some awesome flavor to it. That's a good way to put it. Like the, the Vril, I guess it's called, the yeah. magical light that these creatures are searching for like the the guy that the american that uh frankenstein mistakes for the devil because of his mask yeah um like his team of people are are living in the hollow earth and they've they've like you know they were they were like escaping all the war and everything that was on on earth yeah and um and then while they were down there this leader guy instead of looking towards the future he like dusted off all these old ancient artifacts that he found down there and was like Trying to he unleashed an ancient yeah, evil. yeah yeah evil yeah ancient evils they exist apparently yep. you know even in the hollow earth yep and uh yeah and so so he's uh kind of obsessed with with finding this this vril this power yep and um he's looking in all the wrong places apparently and that's kind of there's like some really cool stuff with without spoiling it I don't want to say right but there's there's a lot of I don't know, fun stuff with that going on. There is, and then we get the secret history of the world, which which is revealed yeah. as well. And uh, you know, we, we touch upon like a lot of Lovecraftian stuff about the great old ones, and it's just it's got a lot of stuff to it. Yeah, that that it just makes it really fun to read. Yeah, it's and creepy. Th- then also you're dealing with uh, you know a monster walking around, yeah. and doing stuff. And on top of that, it's somehow. It ends okay. Yeah, it does. Like, like yeah. it kind of, it's like kind of tied up in such a way that you kind of feel good after the ending of it. A little bit, yeah. And you're, and you're rooting for Frankenstein. And you're like, he's gonna be all right. Yeah, that guy's gonna do well. Yeah, yeah. Frankenstein's a monster. That is. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that he's gonna be in a movie starring Aaron Eckhart. Really? Well, it already happened. No, oh, really. Yeah. I Frankenstein. No. I, I have zero desire to ever see that movie. Oh, I've man. only heard terrible so I, things. I shouldn't pick that as the movie. Probably to follow this up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you know I wanted to read this um, because this is this is Halloween week for us here. It's like as we record this, it's two days before Halloween. Yep. Um, and I was feeling like this Frankenstein would be a, a good holiday read. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, you know, and yeah, it does kind of have some uplifting moments to it. And then and, and Frankenstein himself is, is, you know, not a rampaging creature, but, but a thoughtful, you know, soulful, you know, just yeah. sort of sad guy. Right. Which, you know. Kind of reminds me of Concrete a little bit. A little bit, yeah, yeah. But he gets angry. He does get angry. He does get angry. Yeah. Uh, like a lot but, of But only when guys. crossed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe I might find something relatable in that. Right? A sad guy that gets angry at times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
pretty good. Yeah, pretty good it stuff. was a very good comic. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I think part of the thrill of it is just in the reading of it. So, like, I don't really want to give away too much about right? it. And yeah. surely you already want to read it, people. After we've said dinosaurs and Lovecraft and right steam Neil Adams, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. French vampires, right? Which I will say this: that was the one thing that kind of bothered me. Oh yeah, they show up like in the first issue, and then like are never yeah, mentioned again, right? Well, they kind of get their. There's a lady that's sent to kind of bring Frankenstein back to this this crazy guy, yeah, and she doesn't do a very good job, and they yeah. and, and and he ends up letting his uh, French vampires kill this this lady and devour her, basically. Yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like they're gonna be back in something else. Probably. You know, they just they are really interesting though, and I kind of expected them to show back up and play yeah. a major role, and they they did not. Yeah. For some reason, I, I think it's probably just the, the the clothes that they were all wearing. But it, but even like the style of the art in that section, just for some reason, reminded me of Guy Davis yep. a lot. Yep. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah, like their faces and their clothes. Yeah. 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 Which uh, maybe maybe they're in BPRD and like he was trying to draw them like Guy Davis would have. I don't know. Have you read? You've read BPRD. Though. I have, but I also know that Guy Davis hasn't drawn that book in years. I know. What's he doing now? I don't know. It's like so weird. I vaguely recall that he did a lot of concept work for the show Steven Universe. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's cool. But otherwise, I I don't know what he's working on now. He's awesome. I know he's. Allegedly supposed to have been working on more marquee comics. Oh, cool! But it's been at least five years since I've heard about anything about that. Hmm. Yeah, I, he was at Space in Columbus a couple of years ago, and he, yes, was, he was super nice, so nice. Oh my gosh! Drew a uh, drew a free sketch for your lady friend. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. he's taking and pictures for me as well. He was taking pictures with people. He was shaking hands. He, yeah. was, he was just laughing it up. He right. was he was a great great dude. I mean, I don't understand why he was at space in the first place, but glad he was there. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's, he's a little bit bigger than the normal space folk. You shouldn't make fun of his weight problem. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he's not even a, a big dude. He's kind of a skinny dude. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of um, slight. But yeah, very, very good. Very, very good artist. Very nice fella. Yeah. Yeah, he drew uh, he drew a marquee sketch for me, totally for free, and he drew uh, a dazzler for your lady friend. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. And, and yeah, just super nice and approachable, and uh, almost was a guest on Gutter Trash, but uh, we just couldn't figure out a right uh, time to get him to, yeah. to talk to us. Right. Uh, yeah. Next time. Next time. There's never gonna be next time. <laughs> we got Nate Powell though. We did. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, Frankenstein Underground, yeah, five issue miniseries, Dark Horse. I love that Dark Horse prices their books at three fifty because, um, they just don't want to go up to three ninety nine. Right, I respect that. I do too. I mean, it's just fifty cents, but you know what? It adds up. It does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, and and uh, it did make me want to read. Like I haven't read a Hellboy thing in in quite a while either. Like mm-hmm. I think. Darkness Calls was the last Hellboy thing I read. Oh, okay, yep. that that has been a while. Mm-hmm. Hellboy and Hell looks great. Yeah, and I am sure that it is. Mm-hmm. I just wait until it's done. 
Uh, I guess. Uh, I think I'm also kind of waiting on, like, library editions. Yeah. Because I have, like, right. the first three. And, uh, so I know that there's going to be a couple more. Right. BPRD, BPRD I kind of got frustrated with because they started putting out so many miniseries oh, yeah. concurrently all out at the same time. Yeah. That I just gave up on it entirely. Yeah. And yeah, also, a lot of those. once Sky Davis was gone, I kind of... Right. Lost a little bit of interest. And I'm sure it's all good as well. But, you know. Yeah, I don't think I've I've really... I think maybe once or twice I've read a single issue at Kathleen's house because she buys BPRD. Yeah. And, like, you know, I was just, like, waiting on her to get ready to go to lunch or something. Right. I, like, read a couple. But I've never really read that book. And it seems to me like I would like that more than I like Hellboy. Right. So I don't know why I haven't read it. Right. But, yeah, yeah it looks looks like a quality book. They're both quality books, and in uh, reading this, definitely made me want to maybe catch up on some trades, maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you can buy them at Mavericks, 20 through 12 East Dorothy Lane, where they're always 25% off. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, will, right. will there be, perchance, maybe a bigger sale uh, coming up soon? I think uh, this weekend, which is last weekend to the listener, <laughs> so probably never mind. <laughs> I forget what we're doing. I think it's 30% off. It's uh, not, it's not so much more. Much more right. I mean, we don't really make a whole lot on those right, when we yeah. do that. So. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Good book. Yeah. It's good fun, pick. Fun to read. Sweet. Hey, you know, like, one of the last little thought, which has nothing to do with this actual comic. Okay. Um, who did the, the Dark Horse logo that's been on Dark Horse for a while now? I'm not sure. And, like, I can't quite, like, it doesn't quite look like Magnolia. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't really look like a, any certain artist to me. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just a random graphic designer. Yeah, could be. It's very good though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, they've had that logo for like, at least a couple of years now. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I know that Magnola designed the Legend logo. Yeah. Oh yeah. From, from way back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> you know how. Uh, have you ever heard the story about how Mignola, or Mignola, I guess it is, how he got, uh, like, ripped into the whole legend thing? Uh, um, like, when Image... Was it John Byrne? No, it was Art Adams. Oh? Uh-huh. When, uh, like, Art Adams was invited to, to like, put something out at Image, mm-hmm. and he just didn't really want to throw in with the Image crowd for some reason. That's weird. Yeah, all right? And, uh, and so he, like, he was, like, brewing this, like, him and a couple other guys were... Like, I guess Frank Miller. Frank Miller and John Byrne. They were brewing up the, the whole legend thing, and they're like, do you know anybody else that, that might want to be part of this? And he goes, well, my next door neighbor's pretty awesome. <laughs> and his next door neighbor was Mike Mignola. Wow. And, uh, so he, Art Adams got Mignola to be part of the legend thing. Wow. I'd never heard that before. Yeah. Uh, I guess it was on, Art Adams was interviewed on some podcast recently where uh, he said that. Wow. Why is, why is he doing podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she should be. He should be drawing. drawing a thing. Maybe maybe he was skyping while uh, he was drawing. Was good, yeah, could yeah. be, I guess. Yeah, keep uh, that man locked to a drawing board. Seriously, don't let him out of the house. He, he is he is far too slow to he, be and too precious of a commodity. That as well. There's only one Art Adams, and, he, yeah. and it's not going to last forever. And, uh, there's only one Art Adams, and it is not Nick Bradshaw. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I like Nick Bradshaw. I do too. Yeah. But he, he desperately wants to be Art Adams. He's yeah. like a, he's like a good cut rate Art yeah. Adams. Right. He's like the Art Adams that you buy at Odd Lots. 
Yeah, every time a, a cover for a Marvel comic comes out that has one of their art on it, we play the game like, is it Nick Badshaw or is it Adams? You got to look for certain. Like you try to like avoid looking at the signature, right? But you look for certain little signs, oh, like yeah, faces yeah. and whatnot. But this yeah. is like a fun game. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, again, I don't have anything against Nick Bradshaw. Like I said, he is uh, he he is a good substitute for our he's. He is the equal to oh, Art Adams, like like the sh- sugar. The sh- yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Art Adams is like sugar in the raw. Right, he right. Is yeah. the, he is the shit man. <laughs> yeah, and, and Nick Bradshaw is aspartame. Ultra <laughs> <laughs> uh, sweet. Yeah, he's pretty good though. He Isn't is that good. weird though? Like all of a sudden he started drawing like Art Adams because he'd been doing oh, art yeah. comics for a long time yeah. and he had a you know, pretty recognizable style. Uh, a little bit. Like, uh, I would say, like, wasn't his earlier style a little more reminiscent of, like, J. Scott Campbell? Yeah. Or? Yeah, because, I mean, he did Rockin' and Army of Darkness. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought he was really good, and I still think he is, but it's just strange to me that his style switched so drastically. Yeah. Hey, whatever. Yeah. It works for him. Paying the bills. Uh, uh,. What what I would like to know though is uh, when is there ever going to be any more Monkey Man and O'Brien? Oh yeah. <laughs> when is Guillermo del Toro going to direct a Monkey Man and O'Brien movie? Oh, that would be awesome! <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just saying I like Art Adams and he doesn't do nearly enough. Yeah. yeah and when he occasionally does do something, it's usually not anything I want to read. He did. There's a variant cover I think last week for. Oh yeah. Or he does variant yeah. covers that I don't want to. Purchase. There's a lot of those, like the the Marvel Monster variants. Yeah. One of those. I forget which title, but yeah. yeah. You did one issue of Guardians Team Up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just just the one. Yep. It's pretty. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I bought it. Yeah. Only because he he drew right. it. Yeah. I know. I still have issues of like Red Hulk just because he drew him. Mm. <laughs> you know. Even yeah. I didn't go that far. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were cool though. They were oh, cool. Oh yeah, they they look nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike Mignola. <laughs> What's he? Why doesn't he draw? Yeah, I guess he, he does is. draw Hellboy yeah, in Hell. He right? Hell. Yeah. yeah. He he fired Duncan Figueroa. I don't really? think he, I don't think he yeah. fired him, but yeah, he I guess he decided he wanted to draw the next Hellboy stuff. Yeah. I think the only reason he had Duncan Figueroa anyway was because he felt like he was just getting too slow. Right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, because he was creating this world, and he was probably just, like, feverishly writing all the yeah. history and everything, and he just didn't really have time to draw everything. Yeah. Just now, I think, uh... I think, uh... Well, John Arcudi, who had been working with them on BPRD, I think he quits. I don't know who the new writer is. Huh. But I know the whoever took over after yeah. Guy Davis also left, and Paolo Rivera is now the new BPRD guy. Wow, he's so, awesome! Yeah, oh yeah. And then there's an Abe Sapien comic happening, mm-hmm. which I yeah, never really got into that. I like Abe Sapien, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good, good uni- stuff indeed. Good universe. Yeah, he's created there. The Hellboy verse. Mm-hmm. The Hello verse. Hello verse, yeah. Yeah. Hello verse. 
All right, Frankenstein. Well, yeah, we've talked about Frankenstein for all of three minutes. Yep. We might as well move on. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we're highly recommended. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's a trade coming out soon, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, it's not out yet, but it is coming. Yeah. So so get it when it does. Mm-hmm. Or find the individual issues at mm. your local comic shop. Yeah, we have some of them. Not all of them. Yeah. But you know what? That's half the fun. Exactly. All right, let's take a break. All right. Uh, we'll be back. Welcome back to Gutter Trash. Hey. So what's happening? I don't know. Yeah? You like the spooky time of year? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Been listening to a lot of horror punk lately. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think Misfits, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Some Blitzkid. Yeah. And a little bit of the Independence. I, I was listening to Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. That'll work, too. While I was driving around yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's the wrong. No, never mind. That's off a different album. Never mind. No, November ain't. Yeah, yeah. Like? yeah. <laughs> still October. Yeah, yeah. Also, it did rain though. Yeah, last couple That's days. True. Yeah, I love this time of year. I don't. Not yeah. well, at least not the rain part. Mm. The rest of it, I'm fine with. I am a feeble old man. Yeah? I had to drive to work the other day while it was raining and in the dark, and I, would, I did not care for it right. one bit. <laughs> oh. oh. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, I love it. I love it. I love rainy. I love cold. I love fall color changes. I just this is my favorite time of year. I don't mind the rain if I don't have to drive. Mm. The rest of it, I'm perfectly okay with. Mm. We had we actually had our door propped open today at Mavericks because we got there and Jack, the owner of the store, you know, he's in his late sixties. He's a cold fella. Sure, it's cold easy. And uh, he left, and we were like, "Man, it is warm in here." And uh, and Chris went over and looked at the heat. Jack had the heat on on seventy five today. It's a little warm. It was a little warm. Like so, we <clears throat> we had to like we were like, "Man, this is crazy." So we propped the doors open and just like let the nice fall breeze cool it all down. It was it was beautiful. Nice. It was worth the seventy five degree right insanity there to uh, have the doors propped open for an hour. I'm pretty sure it was uh, probably like 80 degrees in my office, but uh, no doors to prop open. Oh, We're just stuck in it. Just drudgery. Yep, just just ball stank. Well, wow. Just nasty, nasty ball well, stank. You work at Ball Stank Incorporated, Well, right? of course. And yeah. you are man- manufacturing ball sweat yeah. to put into the vials to sell to kids. Yeah. That's ball stank. Yeah, that's what yeah. we do. Yeah. yeah. So, We've talked about it before. Yeah, right. This is not news. So you can't complain. I mean, no, that's the I'm whole just, essence of your. I'm just saying you of know, your work. Some days, you know, you just have a shitty day at work, and right? just like you, like you, you know, you. Some days you just really have to deal with magic people all day, right? And it's part of your job. It's what you do. But you want to vent a little. You you want you just don't want to have done that job that day, right? And my job is I make ball stank. And some days I just don't want to make ball stank. I, I think I've heard you say on more than one occasion, my days at Ball Stank Incorporated are numbered. Yep. Yeah. Those are your words. Yep. <laughs> uh, <coughs> good times. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So what else have you been up to? <laughs> Other than making ball sweat for the man. Well, I've also been doing some freelance ball sweating. Yeah. <laughs> well, once you get in the groove, you might as well. You might as well just keep it going. Do a little extra on the side. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've been drawing a lot lately. I, I have. Every time I see you, you're drawing comics. You're like Noah Van Skyver and shit. Yep. <laughs> I certainly am. <laughs> You're like the Noah Van Skyver of Dayton, Ohio. Yep. <laughs> that is me. Uh, uh, yeah, I drew, I drew a comic. Yeah. Yeah. Like like a real one. Like like a full 24-page comic with a, a cover and everything. Right. I, I wrote and drew it uh, all in the span of like two and a half weeks. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Usually, usually takes about a month or so right? for for a comic to get made. And those are for professionals. Who and those are professionals who that is their sole job. Right. This is like what they do from the time they get up to the time they quit. Yeah. Like you don't see Neil Adams like go to Ball Stink Incorporated and then go back home to his Hollow Earth exactly. spot and yep. and and you know churn out a Batman comic. Nope. He is in his Hollow Earth spot churning out Batman comics right. all yep. day long. Yep. That that is what he does. Mm-hmm. Not not me. I go to Ball Stank, and then for the last two weeks I've been coming home, and basically during my every non-working hour and non-sleeping hour, right. which were limited. Right. Oh uh, yeah. I was drawing a comic book, a terrible comic book 
24 pages of nope. <laughs> I I enjoyed the comic too. That is I unfortunate. Watched, I watched you draw some of it. You did. You you helped draw some of it. Uh, well, you know, some borders and, and oh yeah, I did a pinup. Yeah. Well, you did a pinup and you also yeah. uh, laid out like two pages for me. Well, you know. Uh, you, you you got credited on yeah. the inside front cover right. as art assists. Right. As did our friend Joe Grunenwald. Yeah, Joe Grunenwald. It's good to see him in the world of comics. Yeah, he just rolled out some borders for me. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, I knew that uh, I was not going to be able to fill the entire comic by myself uh, in the limited time that I had to do it. So I had uh, you and my friend Bruce uh, do some pinups. And I had asked my friend Kurt to uh, do a pinup. Uh, and Kurt uh, dropped the ball. He was too busy watching the Cubs lose. Uh, yeah, which that happened, by the way. That that did happen. Yeah. Uh, sadly, maybe that was what took the wind out of his sails. Could be because he was at like, I don't think he was at the final game. He was at one of the games. He was at one of the games. The he was during uh, one of the the um, National League uh, Division playoffs. Yeah, I think. right. But not the championship playoffs. Yeah. But, Think. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, yeah. he he went to one of the games where they were on a winning streak. Yeah, right? and not when they were on the losing streak. Oh my gosh, isn't that crazy? Because they got swept. They yeah. Well, we were talking about this the other day too, and uh oh yeah, did you have to pay out your twenty dollars? I oh yeah, I didn't. He didn't even mention it. He was very kind. Like in like March, I made a bet that the Cubs were going to win the World Series, and they all laughed, as well they should have. Yeah. Um, so I paid my twenty dollars, but, but yeah, no, I was gonna say like the guy that was just like, like a home run machine for the Mets. Yeah. Um, Daniel Murphy. You know, we found out that the the cursed goat. Yes. And back in nineteen forty five, that was not permitted into the Wrigley, which caused the then you know prompted the the gypsy man to curse the stadium. Yeah. Um, the goat had the same name as the guy who kept hitting home runs against. The Cubs. Of course. They were both named Murphy. Yeah. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's a little weird. Also, who who expects a goat to be Irish? <laughs> Even Harry Carey couldn't have seen that coming. <laughs> but this guy, this guy that hit like, he hit as many home runs as like Ernie Banks and Ty Cobb combined in the postseason. <laughs> he, he hits like 10 home runs a year and he hit seven in the postseason. Yeah. That's incredible. That's like the kind of thing that only a gypsy curse could empower you to do. <laughs> I think the Onion actually put out an article that said he was like, he's like, I actually hit home runs like this all the time. He's like, I've just been pulling it, back, reeling it in a little bit because he's like, I really want to just go crazy against the Cubs. He's like, I really wanted to like just let it let it loose. Yeah, for the you know for the goat, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Kurt. Sorry. No, oh, yeah. So, so Kurt was not able to do uh, a pinup for me. Right. So I, I went to my last resort, uh, Pat Kane. Pat Kane, our good friend. He came through. He did. He really did. And then very, very short notice. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, apparently, he uh, he drew Frankenstein. Fra- Frankenstein from Frankenstein Underground. <laughs> uh, traditional Frankenstein. Oh, okay. No, uh, one of my friends uh, saw the the pinup and said, "Why is Frankenstein on the back cover?" 
said, well, it's not really Frankenstein. Right. It's uh, He drew, I uh, gave him reference for one of the zombies from, uh, I guess I should explain what the fuck I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh. Uh, so, a year ago, uh, a friend of ours, friend of the show, Matt Brassfield. Our first guest. Our, our very first guest ever. Uh, normally appears with us on a Halloween episode, but, but we just weren't able to get around to it this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a year ago, he, uh, I, I was in a, a bad financial situation at the time, and he offered to uh, give me the money that I needed uh, in exchange that I would draw a comic book for him. Yeah. And now normally, I think when one <laughs> says that, you're thinking, okay, well, he's going to write something and I'm going to draw it for him. Well, that makes sense. Or, you know, he's going to give me an idea and then I'll put it together myself, you know, but but it'll be like, you know, his idea or whatever. And I'm drawing it for him because he can't draw. That kind of thing. That is not what I am talking about. No, this is a far more special and interesting scenario. Yes. Uh, Matt Brasfield, uh, and he's been asking me to do this for years, and I'm sure he's been asking other people as well, uh, but apparently I'm the first person to do this. Uh, he, uh, he wanted a custom-made comic made especially for him to read. Right. That that he he did not want to know what it was about. All he wanted was that it would be either a straight up adaptation, a prequel, or a sequel to a horror movie that he likes. Right. Yeah. And he gave me a list of movies and said, "Pick one. Don't tell me what it is." Right. <laughs> he doesn't want to know until it's in his hands. Exactly. Yeah. So. This comic book was literally made, and I know that the word literally gets tossed around a lot to the point where it almost has no meaning. It's literally the most overused word in the English language. Yeah. I am using this in the most proper context that it can be used. This comic book was literally for one human being to read. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. But kind of beautiful at the same time. (laughs) I guess. <laughs> so yeah, he gave me a list of movies. I picked the movie that I wanted to do, and uh, like I said, this was last year, and with the the deadline being Halloween of this year. So you got a year to do it. I, I had a year to do it. Uh, <laughs> flash forward ten and a half months later. Flash forward eleven months later. Right. right yeah. Uh, flash forward to four weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, maybe I should probably do that. <laughs> right? Because I was not able to get the money to pay him back so that I wouldn't have to do it. Right. Oh, that was an option? Mm, not to him. Okay. But it was an option to me. You were going to see how that, that went over, though. Uh, no, I was going to try <laughs> to get the money back to pay him so that I would not have to do this. Right, right. Because that is how little... I wanted to be doing this. Right. That I would have scripted and saved to not do this. <laughs> Again, not not one of the options on the to- on the board. Right. Uh, this was just me 
not wanting to make a comic book. Because seven years ago, I decided I don't want to make comic books anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> because I hate it. <laughs> it is the worst thing in the world to do. Oh, I've done worse things. Okay, it's the most tedious thing to do in the world. I, I love doing it. I love doing it. You know what? And some people do. You people are crazy. And you're built for it, though. People, it's a skill set. Mm. And you have it or you don't. I don't. Oh, I think you do. No, I do not. What I have is an ability to bullshit my way through <laughs> 24 pages of nope. Uh, so anyway, so I picked this movie called The Video Dead. And I watched this movie twice. And it is a terrible goddamn movie. <laughs> but of all the other options that I had, it is the only one that I thought of any kind of continuing story for. Right. That that I could conceive of maybe even wanting to read or, or even you know see or whatever. And so I did a sequel to The Video Dead... Uh, and the movie is about, uh, a TV that, uh, only broadcasts, uh, one channel with one movie called, uh, Zombie Blood Nightmare. And the zombies from Zombie Blood Nightmare come out of the TV and attack the real world and kill people. Uh, but they're not your typical zombies other than they're just walking corpses. Okay. Uh, they, they don't, uh, they don't generally eat anybody. Uh, they don't, uh, turn any other people into zombies when they kill them. Okay. Uh, they're just rotting corpses that walk around and kill. Yeah. That's yeah. scary. Yeah. Uh, and they come from a TV. That's even scarier. Yeah. Because we all have TVs. Sure we do. It's, we can relate. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so my, my, my comic is a sequel to that. In which uh, one of the the characters from the first movie uh, survives, and uh, you know, she she uh, goes on to uh, fight the zombies uh, in the present day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I um, and you did it. I did it. You fucking did it. I, I drew all twenty four pages and a cover and lettered it and lettered it and, and wrote printed, it printed it. I well, I sent it to the printer. Yeah. Uh, to print one single copy. One copy, right. For Matt Brassfield. For Matt Brassfield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I told this to Joe yesterday. He had no idea that this was only going to be one single copy printed. Oh, yeah. He he thought, like, well, this is going to be mass-produced, and I'm just going to give it away. Right. Nope. Literally for one human being. Yeah. To read. And he could have read it if he just wanted to read it on his computer, because... It, it's, you know, easier and it doesn't cost anything. Right. No. He wants an actual physical copy. You know, I'm with him on that. I much, much, much prefer the physical copies to, on comics. Yeah, on, on anything, really. But it's like Stan Lee said. What did he say? I don't know what he said. Oh, oh he's, Excelsior. He's, he, he said comics are like boobs. He's like, they look nice on a computer, but it, it's better to hold them in, in your hands. All right. I don't, did not know that he said that. Yeah. He's not wrong. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> At uh, least in that scenario. In that scenario, yeah. he is not wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, I lived and breathed this thing for a while and, uh, hated every goddamn second of it. 
and uh, stayed up till 3 a.m. last Sunday uh, working on it, and still had to go to work on Monday, which I get up at 5 to do. Right, yeah. yeah that ball stank incorporated. Right, right, yeah, because the balls sweat the most in the morning. Exactly. The yeah. sun's yeah. out. Yep. You know. So, yeah, so the point that I'm, I'm kind of getting to here is that uh, I'm not good at comics, but I am apparently really good at uh, bullshitting through a comic. <laughs> right. And cheating in every possible manner. Like, you know... You're like the Rob Liefeld of comics. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, uh, he he does his cheating a little more creatively. I just uh, make everything in shadows. Uh, because also, it's a horror comic, so it should be shadowy. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But, you know... like I mean, Look at those Magnolia covers. Half of that's black. Right. Yeah, it's kind of what I did, only with a lot less skill. <laughs> or talent. Uh, but you got the job done, and that is what matters. Uh, that is true. I did make a comic. Uh, a comic. A comic. One copy. One copy. That's right, people. You want to read this thing? Too bad. Sorry. Can't. <laughs> Unless you know Matt Brassfield, and you're able to... Yeah. You know, see if he will him. let you borrow his copy. The one copy on the planet the Earth. The one copy, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I won't get into any more than that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that happened. That's, that's impressive. I was impressed. Yeah. Glad you did it. Yeah. I'm not. I'm still exhausted. All right. Like... Like it's been it's been done now and out of my hands since 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 Monday, and it is almost Friday now, and uh, I I am still tired. Still a little tired. Right? Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, I've I've not drawn very much since then. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, yeah, it was a thing I did, and then again. Could have been working on this thing for a year. Right. Well, let's see. You know, but then you wouldn't have been able to challenge yourself like that. That is true. Because, uh, uh, yeah, had I started on it a year ago, I probably would have just constantly forgotten about it and then just slacked off on or, it. Or, like, redrawn things over and over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely would not have done that. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah, if for some reason, for uh, however... This might happen, but it probably won't. Uh, you were ever to read this comic, and as I said already, uh, it is 24 pages of nope. Uh, but it is also the ultimate first draft. Right? Yeah. There, there was no editing or revising or thinking things through. It was just, uh, this has to be done. I feel like it, it runs real smooth though. Like I, I've seen it, you know, and it, it's it, cool. It is. I did it in the weirdest Marvel style way possible, without it being Marvel style. Oh, how so? Like Marvel style, like the the Stanley style of of comic book writing is basically here's a paragraph of what this comic book is. Draw it. Yeah. And then he goes back and and adds the dialogue. Right, right. Which kind of what you did. Sort of, except that, you know, when Stan would get the pages back, he wouldn't have any idea what was happening. <laughs> because Jack Kirby just did whatever the fuck he, he felt like. And Jack wrote and drew it. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he would try to make the dialogue fit 
to sort of make some sort of story sense, even though there would like you know maybe be a Silver Server character in it that uh, had never been discussed <laughs> prior. Uh, <laughs> so so mine was more. I broke every page down by this happens on this page, this happens on this page, this happens on this page. And then I thumbnailed each page out literally minutes before I actually drew the page. And I had a rough idea of maybe what uh, I wanted the dialogue to be, but I wrote no dialogue for it until I lettered the thing. Wow, nice. That's it's a different approach. I'm gonna, I'm gonna imagine. Yeah, yeah. a little bit of fly by the seat of your pants yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it didn't turn out too horribly. It in came that out respect. good. It came out good. Yeah. yeah. I think it reads well. Yeah. Like that's the most important part of something like that. Yeah. Like the story flows and you can tell what's going on and good. It's, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the one man that's read it is really happy. I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see see that copy sometime. Like just I kind of would too, uh, just to see how it looks right. as an actual on, physical on paper, copy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just to see, you know, what what how the printer uh, handled it, right? Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, so yeah, so that's been my life for the last couple weeks. Well, good, good work. Yeah, thank you. Other than and work and, and uh, other stuff. So. Yeah. What about you? I've been drawing. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I just finished drawing a eight page comic for a dude. Um, this this fellow named Joseph Tenney, um, and I met him. He's from North Carolina, and I met him at Space, and we've been pen pals for a while. And he asked me to to draw a comic based on one of his characters, and he gave me like. It's kind of like the Brassfield thing, only nowhere near as crazy. Right. But he gave me like a couple different characters. Like, hey, he's like, would you want to do like a short story based on one of these characters? And and like, he sent me some of his comics to read, and and I picked one, and uh, and I was like, he's like, do you have any story ideas? And I was like, well, I was like, I could do an origin story for this character, and he said, go for it, because there was no origin. Right. And so I I just finished it actually, uh, uh, Monday, um. Yeah, eight page, eight page comic based on this, this like sentient car named Squad Car, and it it fights crime. All right, and uh, it's kind of like think like Judge Dredd meets Turbo Teen. Okay, and uh, so yeah, that's hey, kind of that so, sounds cool. So I got to do the origin story. Well, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it, it was really fun. Too. It, and that is a thing that uh, is not owned by somebody that you don't know. <laughs> Like that—that that is his character yeah, yeah, fully yeah. And, yeah. and wholly. So as far as I know, yeah. he 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 would be able to maybe turn that around and, and make a comic book out he's of it gonna, that other people could read. He's he's doing the other because he's writing and drawing the other. Like I wrote Andrew this story, mm-hmm. and he's writing and drawing another story, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be like I don't know if it's a flip comic or what, but he, yeah, he said he's gonna print them up sometime you know before Christmas probably. So yeah, well that must be nice to to. Have other people read your hard work, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't print very many though. Like, yeah. He prints a really, really short print run. Just one of forty. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. It's forty times some print runs. I know. <laughs> but but it is still, for some reason, in the scheme of things, considered a small print run. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's all I've done lately. Yeah, well, that's something. Yeah, yeah. So we're both drawing like real, 
Real comic artists. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Sort of. Yeah. We're out there making it happen. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I, I should choose a movie, right? Possibly. Because it's almost tomorrow. Almost. And you have to be up at work yeah. for Boston. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but if uh, we get this wrapped up here, I may be able to get five hours of sleep instead of just two. Wow, see? Yeah. That's, that's good. Does that affect the amount of sweat you're able to produce if you have less sleep? I, I actually make more. Really? Yeah. With less sleep? With less sleep. That's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's a little weird. Huh. Uh, but that's why I was able to take a day off last week to work uh, on the fucking comic book. Right. Because <laughs> that's a thing that happened, too. Yeah. I called in sick to work. So I could do this comic. Right. Well, you know. Anyway. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yep. Sat at a Panera for seven hours. <laughs> and drawing ball, comics. I'm sure your balls are sweating there. So you were you took your work home with you. I did, yeah. yeah. I mean I I often do. Again, I do a lot of ball sweat freelance. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, once you get good at something, right? You, you, right. know, you try to branch out. It's yeah. hard not to. And you make connections, and then you know sometimes uh, oh, yeah. we just don't want to pay the corporate prices. Right? Yeah. Not everybody wants to pay the corporate boss sweat price. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we should watch a film. Okay. Speaking of ball sweat, called Dust Devil. Dust Devil. Is this about a vacuum player? It is. It's by handheld vacuum cleaner. Nice. Uh, hard to reach places, right, convenient right. storage. Yeah. yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think it's about that at all. But we'll find out. Okay, then. Yeah, I'm down. Sweet. Yeah. Dust Devil. Dust Devil. Well, I hope everybody had a good Halloween. I, I hope so as well. Hope you had lots of candy. Yeah, and then, and we'll maybe tell our Halloween story next week. Hopefully. Because our Halloween hasn't happened yet. Nope, but it will happen by the time we do an episode. Isn't it crazy? It's like, it's like we're time travelers. It's like, you already said that. It's like I'm Marty McFly and you're Doc Brown. Yep. All I want's a Pepsi free. <laughs> I would like a Pepsi perfect. Is that a real thing? Uh huh. Pepsi perfect. That was, uh, uh, in the Back to the Future 2. Oh, okay. Which, which, that happened uh, since the last time we did an episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Back to the Future Two Day happened. Yep. October what twenty first. First. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty uh, yeah. fifteen, and uh, yeah, Pepsi Perfect was a product in the Back to the Future Two, and so Pepsi actually made Pepsi Perfect uh, oh, for this year. For for this year. Uh, they, it was a limited edition to only 2015 bottles. Oh, wow. And it cost $20.15 to purchase one. Wow. Yep. I know USA Today put out the paper too with the yep. Marty McFly on it. So yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. Hey, you know what else did not happen though? Cubs did not win the World Series. They did not. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was a bummer. Yeah, uh, super bummer. Yeah. I listened to the game where they got shut out. Yeah. I. <clears throat> I I avoided it. I didn't watch a single game this this postseason. Right. I watch, I listened to several of them, but um, I actually found out I kind of like listening to baseball more than I like watching it. Yeah, because you you can do other stuff and not be distracted. You yeah, know, but yeah, I kind of like it. Well, you should uh, get better uh, attention de- deficit. Reorder. Or did you say something? I was staring at this Frankenstein underground cover. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I watched one game with my dad. Uh, it was when they were still playing, uh, the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals, yeah. 
uh, they won that game. And uh, then, then I did not see any other games, but I would uh, check Twitter or whatever right. to, to see how they were doing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I went to my parents' house uh, the day after they lost uh, the, the whole thing. And uh, my dad uh, just did not want to talk about it. And I totally get that, and I understand that, because I think we talked about it a uh, couple episodes ago. My dad uh, is a realist, and just sort of, you know, you know, the, the Cubs. Yeah. They're probably going to lose. It is nice that they got that far. Though. Exactly, yeah. Uh, my mom, however, a Mets fan, uh, was not so humble. <laughs> <laughs> See, my brother's a big Mets fan, but... He was really nice about it. Right. He didn't gloat at all. He was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for yep. that. I was like, that's cool. My mom gloated. Yeah. Every couple minutes, she would walk in the room and say, how about those cubs? Oh, that's mean. And my dad would just kind of roll his eyes. That's mean. Yep. yep. Oh. That's my mom. Mean. Explains so much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah, I get uh, the mean from my mom and the sad from my dad. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I wore my Kirk Dins hand drawn, well, not hand drawn, but he designed and drew a shirt, and I, I purchased from him to support the Cubs. Every time they played in the postseason, I, I wore his shirt, yeah. and, uh, and the first few times they they won, yeah. and I was wearing it. So I, I was really starting to think it was the magic that was going to break the curse. But, hey, but yeah. you know, you, you can only—I mean, even the power of Kurt Dins can't go up against a fifty-year-old gypsy curse. Nope. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, 60, actually, huh? 60. 60. Yeah. There's some, uh, 70? 70? Oh my god. Yeah. 70. Jeez. Uh, I, I've, uh, made, made a new friend recently. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I actually, uh, she turns out to, to have been a Cubs fan. Oh, that's and, cool. And, uh, I convinced her to purchase one of, uh, Mr. Dinza's nice. t-shirts. Nice. Yeah. So, so, Kurt, you made a sale because of me. Nice. Yeah, it's it's a nice too shirt. Ba- too bad he couldn't do a pinup for me. <laughs> it is a very nice shirt, yeah. and I wish that uh, there was maybe a uh, fat guy size uh, that I could wear one. I'm sure, but, d- but there is not. Does any of his shirts? Does he have larger uh, size? Two uh, X's as far yeah. as he goes, and uh, I'm a little bit bigger than a two X. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because I'm a big ass fat guy. <laughs> well, dust devil, dust devil. Yeah, here it comes. Here it comes in your face. Wow. Boo cocky. <laughs> Alright. Happy Halloween. That's what I'm going as, by the way, for Halloween's Boo cocky. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.